Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, how are you? Doing all right. How are you? I am doing good. I'm getting ready to come to the studio tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing Danny and Alex and uh, Nolan. You're coming back. So we, we, You know what? You told me last week you thought you might surprise us by coming back. Yeah. You, well, instead, Danny you decided to give us some warning. Well, Danny knew already. Uh, you, but I was were, still keeping the surprise. Yeah. I don't think, I, quite frankly, Mace, I love you, and I'm sure you're going to say all the right things. But if you saw me, I don't think you'd be, like, jumping up and down like a five-year-old who got a bike for Christmas. Maybe I'd surprise you. Maybe I'll jump up and down like a five-year-old who got a bike for Christmas anyway. Okay, sounds ooh, good. Ooh, 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 he's back, he's back, he's back. Like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, Nathaniel Hackett at this point is the only finalist of the three who has had a second interview. Kevin O'Connell Rams OC can't be interviewed until next week. His situation understandable. Dan Quinn still has not interviewed yet for a second time around. Tomorrow's already Thursday. He has interviewed twice already with the Bears today, a couple days ago with the Giants. Are you reading into anything? I'm the only thing I'm reading in is that maybe there's a uh, level of trust between George Payton and Dan Quinn that he will not take an, another job without talking to him first. Just going back to their relationship, I do think that one that, that one thing that has happened with the uh, constant uh, with the, with the twenty four seven nature of social media is that we are. I, I'd say we're probably overreacting to every little thing at this point. I think that you just said the most intelligent thing I have heard all day. And I'm talking, I'm, I'm lumping you in with everything I've read on Twitter. It's not that people are panicking, because trust me, everybody doesn't want Dan Quinn to be the head coach. Right. But let's think about this logically. Let's look at a timeline here. He had already scheduled a second interview with the New York Giants, mm-hmm. and that was for Monday. You could make the case he could have flown directly to Denver on Tuesday, right? Yep. And then flown to Chicago for the interview today. I think the relationship between Quinn and Peyton is pretty strong. It is my understanding that if Quinn is offered the job, he'll take it. He'll take, he's going to take the job. I've no doubt this is the job that he wants. Now, if for some reason the bears blow him away with an offer, and let's say they gave him an offer today, then you could make the case. Quinn now has leverage, and he can say, not necessarily to Dan Quinn, but to the agent, um, listen, we have another offer. you got to match this. So now, if Quinn comes to Denver, and I think it'll be in the next couple of days, with a contract in hand from the Bears, 
I think he now has leverage. Honestly, I don't think it is really about money that much. If you want to know the truth, I don't think the, the, the salaries are going to be that different between whatever the bears could offer and what the Broncos could offer. But because of the relationship between Quinn and Peyton, I'm sure Peyton said, just go. If you get an offer, let us know. If you get an offer, and I think that's the respect level that the two of them have, before you say yes to the Bears, give me a call. Let me know what the offer is in theory. Let's make sure it makes sense for us. We'll bring you in for a second interview. Where it might not make sense, I don't think this is going to happen. Quinn gets offered $4 million. Quinn gets offered $7 million a year by the Bears. I think he will be the Bears' next head coach because I don't think the Broncos will go that high. But I don't think it's necessarily about money. Yeah, it's about situation, which is sort of like it's interesting to kind of evaluate what the job situations are, what the landscape is. Certainly, the Broncos offer probably a better overall roster and a proven general manager, even though he's only been on the, on the job for a year, a proven GM who's had a good draft and is somebody that Dan Quinn trusts. And of course, that's George Payton. But the Bears offer a, the knowledge of who your quarterback is going to be. And maybe Dan Quinn really likes Justin Fields. Maybe he feels like looks at, at Fields and says, yeah, I get, I identify the right offensive coach. We can do something with him. Whereas the Broncos, maybe they have Wilson. Maybe they get Rogers. Maybe it's, it's somebody else. And then, of course, the thing that we know is the court, the competition in the AFC West is especially a quarterback is going to be much more rigorous than the NFC North, especially if Aaron Rodgers is out the door. And then there's the ownership factor. You've talked a lot about the McCaskies in Chicago, the Broncos. They don't know who the owner is going to be. And the question is, is the devil you know better than the devil you don't know or vice versa? You did a very nice job of doing something. Would you like to guess what you just did? I sex you up for a rant on the McCaskies? No. You just gave away our entire 515 segment. But I digress. But I digress. We can come back to it. Hey, there's a different audience at 515. Uh, There you go. (laughs) With that, would I rather work for the McCaskies or an owner I don't know? I'd rather work for an owner I don't know. But you spun something positively that everybody is assuming is positive. He's got a franchise quarterback sitting in there in Chicago. I don't think everybody believes that. Not everyone does, but maybe he does. And and one thing, there are a couple of reports out there today that mm-hmm. uh, in regards to the new general manager, uh, Ryan Poles, uh, who, of course, comes over from the Kansas City Chiefs organization, that Poles and the Chiefs thought very highly of Justin Fields going into the draft last year. And another report out there that Jim Caldwell, who interviewed yesterday with the Bears, put together a plan that for developing fields that was quite impressive. So I don't think they're hiring a coach who doesn't believe in Justin Fields. And if Dan Quinn and Dan and Quinn may like Fields' potential. But then again, he may not. So it just depends what you think of him as a quarterback. For some coaching candidates, Justin Fields and the chance to develop him is a positive. For others, it's going to be a negative. Ask you, you're sitting in an interview with the Chicago Bears, and let's say you don't like Justin Fields. And I'm Ryan Poles. 
and I say to you, do you like Justin Fields as our starting quarterback? What's your answer? Well, your answer, you're, you're probably going to answer yes. Just because there you you're, go. You're going to say there you that, go. But there you go. No, but we're not talking about what you say in the interview. We're talking about how Dan Quinn perceives the two jobs. What would you he do? Might, well, hold on. If he likes Fields, he might perceive the Bears as better. If he doesn't like Fields, he will certainly perceive the Broncos as better. If he doesn't like Fields as his quarterback and he says yes, he is setting himself up for a lot of potential misery. Right, and that's why I think probably Dan Quinn, it's more likely that he does see potential in Justin Fields. I don't think he probably does. Why do you think that? I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I what? don't think he does. Why do you think? Well, no, May, you're putting that Mace, out there. I'd like to know what Mace, the background Mace. is. My guess is I don't think he's as crazy about Fields as everybody. Then else. maybe then he probably then that means he probably wouldn't take the Chicago job if he knew he could get the Denver job. If he's not crazy I, about Fields, I don't know if he's even going to get the offer. But let me ask you this: All right, what if I told you that I don't know. Dan Quinn would like Daryl Bevel to be his offensive coordinator. How do you feel about that? Fine. Fine? Yeah. Or fine. would you rather have Getsy? I'm fine with either. I mean, the only re the reason why you'd you'd go after Getsy is if it maybe gets you Aaron Rodgers. But I will say this if Daryl Bevel helps you helps you maybe be in the conversation to trade for Russell Wilson, and you gave me the choice of Wilson or Rodgers, I would rather have Wilson. For and reasons they, and we have discussed. And the Broncos would rather have Rodgers. That I can tell you. And when I said that thing about Quinn and Fields, you know when I'm being coy. You know I'm being coy for a reason. You know I'm trying not to say something even though I have an idea, right? I have an idea. I'm not going to stamp a name to it. I'm not going to throw the word source on there. All I'm saying is, is that I don't think that Quinn is as crazy from what I understand about fields as everybody else's in that case, but I'm what, sure why but, is he interviewing sure, then? Why? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Because, well, because, because he, because he has a job interview because he has, and, and maybe Quinn, let's say, I'm not saying he doesn't like fields. I never suggested that at all. I didn't say he doesn't like, you say he wasn't crazy about him. I, what I'm saying is he might not be as crazy about him as other people. Yeah. That's but all you saying. have, but you clear, but you have some people in the organization now, including the general manager, who clearly are. And I would say this: if if I'm right. Ryan Poles, the dis, I'm inheriting Justin Fields. He's the right. guy that you have to you have to maximize if you're going to have success. That's your clearest path to success. And the coach that you hire, priority number one besides just winning, of course, is developing that quarterback. That is your best path to success. And so Wait, that who's the who. Who do you think the front runner is? If I were if I were polls, the, the guy who would be my front runner would be Jim Caldwell. No, I'm saying no for the. I don't care about the Bears. Who do you think the front? Well, runner we we're talking is for the about Broncos? the Bears. You think you think you didn't specify the Broncos? You got to specify that. I think the front runner for the Bears. I would agree is Caldwell. Yeah, which would be great because we talk about minority hiring, and I think that would be the first time there would be a minority general manager and head coach. I think that'd be fantastic. Right? Uh, Miami, recent years. Oh, gosh, that's right. I digress. Uh, who do you think the front runner is here? Still think it's Dan Quinn. I, I do, too. One more quick thing. I know I'm hearing the music. One quick question for you. Hackett went to Los Dos Mexican Restaurant for his second interview. 
If you're really trying to woo somebody, are you taking them for tamales? If that's what they want, yes. No. No. When you go on a first date, you don't ask the girl where she wants to go. You say, we're going here, and usually it's going to be a very impressive restaurant. Wasn't it a second interview, though? It was, and I certainly understand that. But generally speaking, you're going for a nice steak dinner. Hey, you know what? What if, what if at some point in the conversation, Hackett said, boy, I love Mexican food. And then they kind of put that nugget in the back of their mind. And when it came back time for dinner, all right, here's a great spot. I mean, frankly, I think you get a better meal at Los Dos than most steakhouses anyway. You know what? I would agree because I think Los Dos is fantastic. It is. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't know if you're going to El- Elway wasn't involved. Why are you going to his restaurant? Maybe go to Shanahan's. I don't know. Or Del Coming Frisco's. Up after, yep. There, no, you know what? I wasn't that, I'm not crazy about that place either. Oh, okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, Giants owner John Mara said something very interesting today. Now, why would something interesting that he has to say, what would that have to do with the Broncos and Drew Locke? Maybe a lot. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, walk just milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mason Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend, Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. She now is a 12-person team. She has grown her business because they're busy. And listen, when you're busy, that means you're doing business. And she and her team are the best in the business. They think out of the box. They are creative on how they get deals done. They are not cookie cutter or one size fits all. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or lease, and Heather was just on the show last week, and she said even though the rates are going up, it is still a fantastic time to buy, but you can lease as well if you want to. Bottom line is this. You should go with the best out there. Talking about Impact Commercial Real Estate, find that at impactcommercial.co. That's impactcommercial.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Okay, Giants owner John Mars said something very interesting. He was talking about his own quarterback, Daniel Jones, and said, we want to keep him. We're not pursuing Deshaun Watson. And then added, quote, we have done everything possible to screw up Jones since he has been here. As Jones has played for multiple head coaches, offensive coordinators in his three seasons on the job, talking about Jones, and former GM Dave Gettleman, according to Mara, did more talking about fixing the offensive line than actually doing it. Can we make the same case about Drew Locke? Uh, no, because certainly not on the offensive line. Uh, because you had first- true. I'm with you. I'm with you yeah. on that. But I'm saying screwing them up. Different coaches, offensive coordinators, so on and so forth. Mm, 
not to the same degree, no, although the interesting thing you could say is that uh, Pat Shermer coached both Daniel Jones and Drew Locke, but the difference is that Daniel Jones was better across the board with Pat Shermer than he's been since they fired Pat Shermer. So maybe the screw-up for the Giants, and this may be hard for Bron- some Bronco fans to take, was firing Pat Shermer one year into Daniel Jones's development. Maybe that was a mistake. Yeah. But then again, we saw Pat Shermer with Drew Locke. Right. right. And the and the, the the interesting thing is that of Shermer's primary starting quarterbacks since 2013, Locke is the only one who did not exceed his career at his, his career norms with Pat Shermer. So sometimes it's the teacher, sometimes it's it's the student. Do you think do you think Elway believes that there were mistakes made with Locke? I'm sure he does. Do you think he'd ever admit it publicly like John Mara did? Probably not. Really? You don't think so? I don't think I, I don't think so. And I I don't think he's in the same position to ad- admit that because he's taken that step back. I think maybe he might say it privately though. Hmm. All right. I, I found it interesting. I mean, Locke had two different offensive coordinators, right? Yeah. And how many head coaches? Uh, he's had only one head coach. Right. But two different systems. Not two, really- two different coordinators, but they're both West Coast systems. He was not learning an entirely new language with Shermer when he came in uh, for Rich Gangarella. Okay, so let's look at Daniel Jones for a second. Are you buying what Mara's saying? Not particularly, no. So why in the world would he say that? Probably because he doesn't like the available quarterbacks in the draft, and, he's, and he knows that if he can't trade, if and he, he shot down trading for Deshaun Watson today because of their cap situation and because of the allegations from 22 women against Deshaun Watson, which are very valid reasons. If the cap is a concern as well, then that may take them out of trading for Russell Wilson. And he may look at this year's draft and say, I don't like any of these guys better than I like Daniel Jones after three years. So it may be a way of just kind of putting the signal out to your fan base that, uh, yeah, we're going to try to do this around Daniel Jones one more year. But usually three years is enough to know whether you've right. got something or not. Three full years. Just three three years around whether you're developing them, whether they start all those games, or whether they've started some, been a backup for others. In general, three years is enough to know because you've had that player in your building for three years. And I think like for the Broncos, they've had Drew Locke for three years. I think there's enough to know whether he is the guy or not. And ditto with Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think that the Broncos quarterback room is going to be empty and they're going to be looking for guys, unless you think they're keeping Rippon, unless you think they're keeping Locke. Well, every- I think they are, or just, or, 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 or uh, okay, let's say the Broncos have to go to the draft and they can't, you have to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you keeping Locke? If they bring in Garoppolo and they, and they draft a quarterback, there's no room at the end for Locke. At that point, I mean, unless you're unless you're talking about him being the number two, while the guy you draft is the number as th- the number three, and Garoppolo is the number one. At that point, he's basically a superfluous quarterback. If now the other thing that could come into play is, let's say Garoppolo is not a a viable option because the price is too high, could Drew Locke then be your bridge quarterback potentially? But the one thing that I would say is that. You would rather your British quarterback be somebody with more starting experience and and be more of a mentor type. So if you don't trade for a Garoppolo, if you don't trade for Kirk Cousins, if you draft a quarterback number one in the first round, 
is does Drew Locke make sense to be the other quarterback in that room, or does it make more sense to try to ring one year out of Andy Dalton or one year out of Ryan Fitzpatrick coming off of an injury? And then you're talking about going into the draft as well. You, you well, you wouldn't do either of those without have adding a quarterback. If not at number nine, then by a packet, a, a trade package to move back up into the end of round one and get your quarterback. Then you wouldn't do you wouldn't do that for a second or third round quarterback. That'd be a, a for with a round one guy that you are intending to pass the baton to at the most convenient opportunity. So wait, I want to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly, because from my point of view, if you draft a quarterback and you can't bring in. Uh, Listen, there are different levels of free agent quarterbacks or guys you can trade for. Mm-hmm. Listen, the Broncos are not going to be giving up a first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Nor should they. Not, and if the 49ers no. do, if they it, now the thing is, do I think someone may give up a first rounder for Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't Absolutely. think I don't think anybody, it won't be the 49ers. But I think there is a t- there is a team that might be desperate enough to do it. I don't think any team is going to give up a first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. No way. Absolutely All it takes not. is one desperate team, Eric. Listen, I, I listen. I, I know, I know the rhetoric. It, it's like any given Sunday. I get that. The 49ers are doing what they're doing in spite of him, with arguably the best offensive mind in football. And everybody if, knows if, that, but it doesn't mean that someone doesn't look at the win loss record and say, "Well, week, well, uh, maybe he he pushes us over the top." That's it's the whole thing. All it takes is one. The Niners and the Niners look. Let's say they win on Sunday. We yep. know that Garoppolo is just a passenger mm-hmm. on that plane. No question. But I'll tell you this: if you're the Niners, you, you you try to you're trying to you trading Garoppolo at what I would say is the high point of his value because of the fact that they just got to the Super Bowl. If if a team gives up a first round draft pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, I'll show you a team that has poor management poor decision-making, and a track record over the last five years of not being good. I agree. I agree, but there are a lot, there are a lot of teams. bad decision after the night. I, I agree with you, but there are, there are teams. If, if, if bad decisions were so easy to avoid, why do we see bad decisions made around the NFL constantly? This would be, this would be really, really bad. Everybody can see what Garoppolo is. Because he's playing in the playoffs. Right. And that, what, everyone, what, can, what, what everyone I mean, can see it, but that doesn't mean there isn't going to be one team that says, oh, I'll give up a first round pick for him. And that's what the night. The, hey, that's what the Niners looking for. They, they put the they put the, the, the bait into the water and all they need is one fish to bite on it. And it but it will the, not be the Broncos. I do not think George Payton. No, will do that. But does that the, does that mean that some I, I does that mean that every other team in the league will feel the same way? Perhaps not. They're not putting the bait in the water. The, the, the bait has to go in the water because the other bait they'd like to hook with that bait is not ready to play. That's the only reason why Jimmy Garoppolo is out there. Right? Well, the reasons out the reasons he, he's out there is because they want to get that guy into the lineup and start and start his development. And they know they know Garoppolo is a dead end. What I'm saying is Garoppolo is out there because Trey Lance isn't ready to play. It's not as if the the 49ers no, oh, are putting oh, Garoppolo I, I on the field in the, the trade, playoffs. I thought you meant out there on the trade market, not out there on the field. I thought out, he's out there on the trade market because that they, they do want to hand the baton to Trey Lance. 
He's out there right. on the field because Lance is not ready right now. Exactly. Correct. Correct. Coming up after the break, uh, we talked a lot about the Hall of Fame and Barry Bonds not getting in and Roger Clemens not getting in. A lot of backlash last night and today. Do you think the voting system needs to change? And if so, how would you change it? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, there are a lot of people around baseball, including writers, people who actually vote, who believe overall the group of writers failed by not putting Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens into the Hall of Fame. You think the voting system should change? And if so, how? I think the voting system should change. I don't know how, though. There's not, look, there's not a good, there's not a good system here. I mean, you could say, oh, well, have it like the football system where you've got one person from every market sitting in a room and then say 16 other at-large people. You say you have 48 people in a room debating the pros and cons of it. But I don't think that's a better system because I feel like what hap- uh, what happens then is it becomes a, a sales pitch rather than simply evaluating the candidates uh, on on their merits. So I mean, is it should there be a better should there be a better way? There should be. I just don't know what that is. Okay, well I, I think, think the baseball be system cr- is better than the, the football system, quite frankly, and it's not great. Oh, I think the football system's much better. Oh, I for disagree. This, there's two, there's for two, this two view, reason two voices. alone. Okay. I, I, I agree there should be more voices. I'm with you on that. But you have you have writers who have agendas who are not doing it, are not voting guys in because they don't like someone. Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, you, you can look at his stats in the regular season and maybe make an argument against him if you want to. I would say the guy, you know, finished top five in the Cy Young voting four times. That's pretty good. Everybody talks about whip. It's one of people's favorite stats like war. His whip was 1.13. That's considered outstanding. His strikeout to walk ratio, outstanding. And please don't tell me about wins and losses. That's not how you evaluate a pitcher, Jacob Degrom. Do you know that I think he is only like eight or nine games over five hundred over his last four years? Yet his ERA is one point eight nine. Are you telling me that you're going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame because of wins and losses? I mean, the win stat is antiquated in part in part because of increased 
bullpen use, and in part because it doesn't account That's for the right. team around him. I mean, Jake Jacob Degrom gets like he he's a phenomenal pitcher who more often than not gets next to nothing in run support. Right, time so, after time. So so let's so let me see if I can expand your mind here on this. Who votes only? What class of people vote only for the Baseball Hall of Fame? Baseball writers. It's only one group. Why not broadcasters? That's fair. Why not broadcasters? Yeah. Right? Why, why not broad- broadcasters? I mean, so, now... Why not? But, yeah, there should be hold broadcasters. On, hold on. And- I'm, I'm not telling you. I'm late. I'm, right. That's my point. So yeah. this is how we're going to fix it. This is how we should fix it. How about if you have been an executive in the league for X number of years? How about if you are a player for X number of years? Personally, whether you like the guy or not, Harold Reynolds with MLB Network should have a vote. Here's the thing, and, and this is why, again, I, and I think the, the more you expand the pool, the better, because you said something interesting. You talked about writers with agendas, right? Oh my goodness gracious! The, yes. The large look. The larger the pool of voters, the more the individual writers with agendas have their perspective diluted and matter less. I mean, that I think is a huge problem with the small pool that selects the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Because, for example, it's been widely noted that you had the late Paul Zimmerman, longtime writer for Sports Illustrated, who year after year whenever the subject of Randy Gratishar advancing to the list of finalists or being debated in the room came up, would say that the tackle totals were, were, were made up, were concocted by then-defensive coordinator Joe Collier and that he wasn't as impressive as all the... I can the solve your problem. And, 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 but that's the thing. Want me to solve you, your problem? Well, no, no, but that's what I mean. That's why you need a huge group to debate this rather than just do. one per then one out one out of 48 is going to have a bigger impact than one out of say 1500 and that's why I'm I think gonna, both, I think I think both sports should not do the in-person thing and they should have and they should have players they should have executives they should have more media members yep. to dilute those voices who have agendas okay I'm gonna solve your problem and the way I'm to solve your problem is the way to solve the problem with politics in this country. We're going to take the NFL model and expand it. How many people are in the, uh, in the room for the NFL Hall of Fame? 48. 40, 48 people are in the room? Yes. Okay. Actually, I like that size. That's, too, so, that's too, way too small. Again, because okay, that, that's, the, that's, the, problem just, that's Mace, the problem I just told Mace. you about. That's fine. Make yeah, it not make a, it a hundred. No, I don't not, care. Make it a hundred. Whatever. No, I'm talking seventy five. There are th- there are a thousand people that vote on the hall on the Heisman. Why can't it be that big? Mace, can I finish? You can finish, but what? I don't think your solution's gonna I I don't think I'm gonna be on board with your solution. Well, okay, then let's just go to break because you don't even know what it is. I'm if glad you, you if have you're your not talking about expand about an extreme expansion of the pool of the pool to include to include players and executives, and liter- then that's you can share your solution, but we're going to yeah. have to agree to disagree on this. You don't even know what it is. How can you be so sure? Because I because I've given this a lot because the because I've given I'll this give a lot of thought in regards of. to football. Now let me talk. And, now okay. let me talk. Okay. Now let me talk and listen. Put a hundred guys on it, and we're going to solve the problem that should have been solved in Congress decades ago. Term limits. You get five years on the committee. That's it.
That's it. So you don't have a guy standing up every single year arguing against Randy Gratishar. You get fresh voices in there every year and you rotate it. That's how you do it. The, pro- like the problem is that the only problem with that is then you're taking some of the knowledgeable voices out of the room. You're basically saying, okay, I mean, all of a sudden someone's experience and how many decades they viewed football or been around Mace, football doesn't matter. Mace, Mace, if you have a thousand people voting, I think, and then more people coming up through the system, I don't think you're going to run out of people. In baseball, if you have a thousand, I don't think you're going to run out of people if you have a hundred people, but you mix it up. See, remember with the, with the, uh, with football, uh, or excuse me, with baseball, it's only writers. You could do broadcasters. You could do former players. You could do executives. You have a whole pool of people that you can choose from, and you divvy it up that way. And then what you really have is you have a wide variety of opinions, people who may have played with that person, maybe somebody who is an executive. How about maybe put umpires in there? That's huh. all I'm saying. Huh. Oh, hold Most on. Hold biased on. group of all. Hell no. <laughs> fine, then fine, then don't put them in there. I'm not suggesting putting the hot dog vendor in there. I'm saying that you have lots of different people that you can choose from. It doesn't just have to be writers. It can be broadcasters. It could be former players. The Veterans Committee, in my opinion, seems to get it right. Why not go that route? Because they're gonna put in they're gonna put in bonds and and um and Clements. Clements. And hopefully so showing them too. in. And you know what they're going to, you know why? Because they're doing the right thing. So why not use that model, expand it out to more people and have term limits? Problem solved. I don't know if it's solved. I, I, I think the it's problem is like. a better solution than what we have. It's, yeah, it's a, it's better. It is better thank than what you. we have. Well, thank you. But I, I still, you but I still prefer something. my idea of having, of diluting the, the, the voices that are causing problems. By just by expanding it, and like you said, yes, broadcasters, executives, players, etc., and, right. ha- and have a because I think the lar- there's I think there's more wisdom that comes from a lar- a larger collective than a smaller group. No, I don't think. Okay, I'll, I'll respectfully disagree with this point. I don't say that phrase one more time. In this there, case, there, when you yeah. have experts, I'm not talking about like the general population, right. but I believe you will have better decisions if you have a larger group involved with that. I don't think you'll have better decisions with a larger group. I think you'll have better decisions with diversity. No matter what the size is. And I'm not saying 10 people. I'm saying you make it a reasonable size. You're going to have better decisions with diversity than by thinning out the pancake batter when you should only be making 12 pancakes and instead you're trying to make 50. (laughs) What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance just in case you missed it? Both the Nuggets and the Avalanche in action tonight. The Nuggets are out in Brooklyn, and the Avalanche are going to be on TNT, national TV game for the Avs. We'll get into those games next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. If you need it, they've got it. You want to upfit for your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV, they can totally hook you up. And the guy who's going to hook you up is my guy, Jerry, the owner of Colorado Off-Road. How are you, my friend? Okay, Eric. How are you? Good. I saw that snow come down yesterday, and I'm thinking people should be barreling into your shop because this is the first, it feels like, serious snow we've had, and I'm sure you can really help out people. We absolutely can. You know, we always want to keep the insides of our vehicle clean. So, you know, always look at those floor mats. And, hey, we've got stuff for the contractors, snow plows, toolboxes, stuff like that to help them out, keep all that equipment and keep the snow away. For customers, it's a great way to go. Hey, what about seat covers? We haven't talked about that in a while. You know, seat covers are a great way to keep the interior vehicle clean and looking new when you go to trade that in and get your optimum value. If I walked into a big box store that doesn't support the community like you do in Littleton, because you're a Littleton guy, so if I walk into a big box store and I say to them, hey, can I get something aftermarket, what are they going to say to me? Well, they'll probably him-haw around about it a little bit and go, I'm not sure. Right. And we're going to go, absolutely, what are you looking for? And we're right. going to help them out. Or if they have an idea or they've seen something, hey, can you do this? That's the one thing we're going to be able to do because we're small, family-owned, and operated. So we're going to take the time to see what they need and try to help them out to get that done. You know, that way they're not driving around town. And there's something else that I really like about you guys. You're really one-stop shopping, and you cater to everybody's needs. You need something brand new, boom, you can upfit at Colorado Off-Road. You need something aftermarket, boom, you can get it at Colorado Off-Road. And installing. Listen, I'm not a handy guy. I can't install anything. The big box stores, they're not going to do that for me either. But you take care of that as well, don't you? Yes, we do. We absolutely do. We love working with small businesses, consumers, all that. So it's great to have that. We'd love to build a relationship. We want a long-term customer. And those big box stores don't want that, Eric. They don't care if you come back next week. They think they have another number. You know, it's just in and out. We want the customer always coming back. And we love customers that start off small. If they just want a simple set of floor mats, we get them that, and then they move on to, mud flaps or running boards or seat covers or a bed cover. You know, we slowly work up to whatever they need. You know, it doesn't matter if you're spending 100 bucks with us or 5000 with us. We love all our customers. And that's what I like about what you guys do. If I walk in there, it's going to be, hi, Eric. When I walk into a big box store, I am nothing more than an invoice number to them. You build those relationships, and the more they work with you, they're going to want to do everything with you because the way you treat your customers. And again, everybody, even if you're outside of Littleton, you should go to Colorado Off-Road. But being in Littleton and you support you know, that community, I mean, 
I can't imagine how anybody wouldn't go to you because of what you do in Littleton. That's exactly right. You know, the, we have a saying here, you know, we're Colorado grown, Colorado owned, Colorado off road. So whether you're from Littleton, Arvada, Westminster, go to a place where Jerry calls home. He grew up in Littleton. That's where you can find Colorado Off-Road. Find them online at cooffroad.com, and you can find their new location. They are right down the street from downtown Littleton. Tell your better half, Wendy, I say hello, my man. I will, Eric. You guys have a good evening. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Denver Nuggets on the road tonight, taking on the Brooklyn Nets. They got the win in Detroit yesterday, but Mace, you were right to not trust them because they did not cover the spread. They got the win, though, and they're taking on a Kyrie Irving-less, Kevin Durant-less Brooklyn Nets tonight. Can James Harden do enough to beat Jokic and the Nuggets? Mace, or you want me to go first? Oh, did you not hear me? Uh, no, I'll, Sorry, I'll, I'll go. go I, no, it's okay. Go first. Go I'll, first. I'll, I'll, I'll start this thing off. James Harden, he is a big baby. Forced his way out of Houston. He's never happy anywhere he goes. I know Kyrie Irving's playing half the season because of COVID. Kevin Durant's injured, and now he's all upset he's getting double and triple team. Dude, how about what Jokic is going through? Shut your mouth, and if you're that great, win a championship. Otherwise, shut it and watch a real pro like Jokic crush it every night. Very well, very well put. And look, if this weren't the second half of a of a of a back to back back to back on the road traveling in between, I think I I think I'd take the Nuggets tonight because right now the Nets form you may you mentioned they're without Kyrie, they're without they're without still without Kevin Durant, and of course. Recently, like if you go back to uh, just about a month ago, the Nets, they are they're, they're six and nine in their last fifteen games, so they're not playing well. But I think I think the the Nuggets they're going to be a little bit worn out, so I'm taking the Nets tonight. Just in case you missed it, the Boston Bruins in town taking on the Colorado Avalanche, testing that home win streak for Colorado. That game is 8 o'clock p.m. on TNT. The Avs first in the Central Division, so well-deserving of that national televised game and cruising, especially at home. Any thoughts on the TNT broadcasts of NHL games so far this season and uh, any thoughts on the Boston Bruins in town? Honestly, I have not watched a TNT NHL broadcast yet. How about you, Eric? I I think it's been great. Um, I was concerned about Wayne Gretzky, honestly, as a commentator because they brought him on because his name is Wayne Gretzky. He adds as much as Joe Montana did when he was doing television. Gretzky's the greatest player of all time, but he doesn't add anything. It's as if he's just sitting there because he's the greatest player of all time. But overall, I think their telecasts are fantastic. 
sounds good. I mean, it's just I've wa- I, I tend to watch like on the ESPN broadcast, and then uh, the ES with ESPN Plus picking up every game, every local broadcast that isn't the Avalanche. I find myself watching the local broadcasts a heck of a lot more night after night than parsing out time to watch on TNT. So I could probably give you more of an opinion on the Seattle Kraken broadcast team, which is excellent, by the way, than the TNT broadcast team. <laughs> All right, is that going to do it, uh, Danny? Should we hit a break? Yes, we should stay on time tonight. We got another show at six. Okay, well, we'll do that right now. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store. You can try out the appliances before you buy them. But also, it's their sales staff that really makes them special because they have people who have been there for decades. When you've been there that long, they know the right questions to ask. Remember, when you're buying appliances, it's a high-ticket item. you got to make the right decisions. You need to get what's right for you, and they have the staff to make sure you get that. I can promise you, you will not get that at the big box stores. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, ESPN ranked all of the rookie draft classes, one through 32. Remember, the Broncos have two guys on the all-rookie team in Sertan and Javante Williams. So just how high are the Broncos? What does ESPN think of George Payton's first draft class? It will surprise you, and that's not hyperbole. That's next. That's next. 